Hey everyone, Rob Cress here, Root Pharmacist from Root Pharmacist Radio, and I want to continue on with the thyroid conversation, part two. I don't know how far these will go. Thyroid's such a big topic and such a critical and important topic. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode, just go ahead. It's just eight minutes long. Check it out. Well, I just kind of laid the groundwork for what is thyroid, uh, the critical role that it plays, and really how it's created in the body and you know the factors that involved. Now, right now, I want to kind of delve into hypothyroidism. Um, obviously, with thyroid health, we can have good health, we can have hyperthyroid, or we can have hypothyroid. And there's basically a thyroid spectrum of health. Um, there's uh, Graves' disease, which is the far end of hyperthyroidism. That's kind of when we're getting to an autoimmune element. Then there's hyperthyroidism. But then we get into the more common realm. Uh, past healthy thyroid when we start getting to low thyroid activity, which would be hypothyroidism, and then into Hashimoto's, which is the autoimmune uh, condition of low thyroid, which is actually the number one uh, cause of low thyroid disease, believe it or not. So hypothyroidism uh, affects an estimated 20 million Americans. The kicker is up to 60% are even unaware that they have their condition. What this means is they could be the people who fall through the cracks. Uh, they could be the people that might be ripened with low thyroid symptoms, which we'll talk about. Uh, but they go to the doctor, and the doctor maybe just doesn't adequately test um, and says, no, your thyroid's fine. That's not a problem. So they just kind of fall into the, the realm of just feeling like crap, and it's like they have to accept it, but you don't have to. And there's, you know, sometimes the thyroid balance game is, um, it takes work, it takes efforts, but uh, it is, uh, when you're looking at things the right way, it's certainly a controllable, treatable balance here. Women are up to five to eight times more likely than men to have hypothyroidism. Uh, the reason for this could be many. Um, in the last episode, I talked to you about how all hormones work in a, um, a, a symphony type way, so synergistically together. That might be one of the reasons why, um, because the balance of female hormones tends to be a little more, um, what should we say, uh, not as easy as balance in men's hormones. Um, undiagnosed thyroid disease, here's the thing, it's not even just how you feel, it's not even just a, about your metabolism. If you go with undiagnosed thyroid disease or if you're told your thyroid's fine and it's not, it can put you at risk for some, some serious conditions, cardiovascular disease, osteoporosis, infertility, and more. Pregnant women, with undiagnosed or inadequately treated hypothyroidism uh, have an increased risk of miscarriage, preterm delivery, and severe developmental problems in the children. This is a big deal. So that's why it's really important to shed the light on it. Let's just talk about heart. You know, heart disease is the number one killer of men and women in America. Um, hypothyroidism can lead to elevated cholesterol. It can lead to an increased risk for uh, a wide range of cardiovascular events. Uh, it can lead to increased arteriosclerosis, so building up of plaques in the arteries, then a heart attack. It's actually believed to be a contributing factor in 60% of heart attacks. That's pretty astonishing, especially when you think, you know, in the United States, their number one focus is cholesterol. And, you know, there's been studies that have actually shown up to 75% of people who have had a heart attack have had normal cholesterol. So there's a lot more to the picture that we need to be looking for. Um, and thyroid's one of those factors. Um, a 2.2-fold increased risk of coronary artery disease, as well as a one-and-a-half-fold increase in risk of death from heart disease. So it's a biggie. 
So what symptoms are there? There are a ton. And you know what? If you want to go over to the blog, um, I'll put up a posting on this uh, in the next day or two. Uh, I'm putting this together on May 7th, and it will be on hypothyroidism. So you can see the list of symptoms. Um, depression, weight gain, constipation, headaches, brittle nails, rough, dry skin, menstrual irregularities. Oftentimes, it can lead to a very heavy flow for females, uh, fluid retention poor circulation, um, a keratosis on your elbows, kind of kind of like scaly dry skin, as well as on your heels, a uh, hair loss, slow speech, anxiety and panic attacks, uh, memory issues, decreased memory, uh, a challenge with const- uh, concentrating, muscle and joint pain, especially when waking up in the morning, uh, possibly a slow heart rate and other movements, uh, puffy face, uh, cold hands and feet, issues with temperature regulation, insomnia, difficulty sleeping, uh, a hoarse, husky voice, uh, low blood pressure, muscle weakness, uh, gosh, muscle cramps, drooping eyelids, uh, the eyebrows could start to uh, become a little sparse from the outside in. So a lot of different symptoms of hypothyroidism. So what I usually tell my clients or patients or customers that come to the counter, if it appears to me that they seem that they might have low thyroid uh, issues, even in the case where the doctor says it's normal, most likely because the doctor's only checked a T4 and TSH, I'll recommend them to download such a list and just print it out and circle it out just to see how many symptoms they have of hypothyroidism because that can give a real good focus. All right, so what are the reasons for hypothyroidism? There's a number. There's autoimmunity. Uh, the body can attack itself, can attack its own thyroid gland. That would be known as Hashimoto's disease. Um, decreased production of T4. In the previous episode, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. I talked about how with the combination of iodine as well as tyrosine, thyroid hormone is created. Uh, 80% is T4, 20% is T3, or up to 90% maybe is T4. And then that T4 needs to be converted into T3. Uh, A reason for hypothyroidism would be a decrease decreased conversion of T4 to T3 because T3 is really the active hormone where T4 is essentially an inactive um, pro-hormone. Um, unbalanced conversion of T4 to T3, excessive binding of thyroid hormone. Uh, there's something known as thyroid uh, binding globulin, which will bind thyroid hormone. Uh, the body's natural intention of this is if it feels it's getting too high, it will bind it to remen- uh, render it less active. Um, that can be done when drug therapy, thyroid hormone therapy is not done properly and people are given hyperphysiological dosages of it. Um, I gave that example in the last uh, episode as well when I talked about a normal healthy operating thyroid gland creates about 100 micrograms of levothyroxine a day, T4. So then why are people even being treated with doses of 150 mics, 170 mics? That's that inefficiency we're talking about. Um, There could be problems with the cell's uptake of T3. So the cells want to bring it up, but it might not be functioning properly enough to do it. Uh, Problem with the thyroid receptor itself, as well as a problem with the intercellular metabolism and function. So reasons are wide. Um, let's go back to why we might not be produ- producing enough T4, or levothyroxine. Well, first of all, it could be a simple deficiency in nutrients. Um, obviously, iodine and tyrosine. 
they're the primary ones that make it up. But there's also cofactor nutrients and vitamins that play a role in this. Uh, zinc, copper, vitamins A, B2, B3, B6, and vitamin C. Um, it's important to understand tyrosine might be low in vegans, vegetation, vegetarians, and bodybuilders. Um, they make great uh, thyroid supplements that actually provide this group of nutrients together to help with the building of the T4. Because remember, then we got to get that T4 to uh, convert to T3. Before we talk about that, there can also be hypothalamus or pituitary dysfunction. This in itself can lead to um, a thyroid dysfunction or a decreased T4 production. Uh, this can be oftentimes, it could be from a head injury, trauma, stress, but stress itself is a big one. Just plain emotional adrenal fatigue type stress is something that can actually lead to hypothalamus or pituitary dysfunction. So now, once we get the T4 on board, sometimes we don't convert adequately to the T3. Um, oftentimes, the reason for it is an inhibition of an enzyme, which is known as 5-prime deadenase. Uh, reasons for this could be related to nutritional deficiencies, because these nutrients that follow help the, help the um, this uh, enzyme activity thus support the conversion of T4, T3. Uh, deficiencies in iron, iodine, copper, iron, selenium, chromium, zinc, and some of these similar ones again, vitamins A, B2, B6, B12, D, and E. All good reasons for a really fortified multivitamin, isn't it? Um, one might also have an impaired, uh, uh, an impaired conversion of T4 to T3 uh, due to high stress or cortisol levels. That'll just block it right there. They might have toxicity such as lead, mercury, or cadmium. Uh, you know, you could think about uh, cigarette smokers. You could think about um, amalgam films in the teeth. Heck, think about vaccines. Uh, radiation, starvation. If people are going back and forth with uh, kind of weird diets can do it. Inadequate protein diet, uh, protein intake, as well as an excessively high carbohydrate diet. Uh, chronic illness. Uh, decreased kidney or liver function. If we remember when I talked about before, that's where conversion takes place in addition to the gut. Thus, digestive issues will play a role and lead to an inhibition. Uh, pesticides, obesity, alcoholism, you know, it sometimes comes with age. Um, chronic inflammation and infection, a big one in itself. Um, other um, Toxins such as PCBs and phthalates, dioxins, halogens, got to remember those, that's chlorine, which is commonly found in uh, tap water, bromine, which is found in pesticides, baked products, uh, some sodas and cosmetics, and fluoride, found in toothpaste, as well as some medications. Then there's actually medications that will pre prevent or impair the conversion of T4 to T3, rendering people um, hypothyroid. Beta blockers, that's a common class of drugs used for uh, elevated heart rate and elevated blood pressure. Birth control pills in the form of oral contraceptives. Uh, having too much or too little progesterone, so the balance of hormones is important. Uh, estrogen, um, estrogen uh, medications such as uh, birth control pills we talked about or even like an oral estradiol tablet. Uh, then there's uh, like lithium, uh, other medications such as phenytoin, theophylline, uh, chemotherapy and radiation. So people that have undergone uh, oncology treatment, this is something to look at. 
So I mentioned also before the thyroid hormone binding. Um, there can be excessive binding. Where does this come from? Well, I did talk about it. Come, it can come from thyroid replacement therapy. Oftentimes, you know, someone, a doctor might just treat someone off of symptoms. So they might start someone at 0.88 micrograms of levothyroxine. Person's doing good. Low symptoms are low, or you know, the symptoms come back as hypothyroid. Uh, doctor sees that it's still with the normal range, room that they can increase it up. So they get up to 0.1, then 0.125. Well, what we're doing is we're actually throwing too much thyroid on the system and it's causing an inhibitory effect, uh, kind of a negative uh, loop back effect there. Um, low progesterone can lead to it. And, you know, low progesterone or estrogen dominance is a big deal. People are becoming hormonally exhausted in that early age. Um, Stress and adrenal fatigue is one of the primary reasons uh, that what's known as a pregnenolone or cortisol steal. Uh, sleep issues can lead to it. You know, that's a big thing when 35% of American adults aren't sleeping properly. Um, as well as pregnancy actually can play a role in it as well. So as you can see, there's a lot of factors and reasons why people might have um, low thyroid. Um, other things could be insulin resistance or diabetes, very common. Think about metabolic syndrome, uh, adrenal health and problems. We kind of alluded to that before when we were talking about progesterone. Gut inflammation obviously plays a role because that's where we convert, one of the primary places we convert, T4 to T3. Other hormonal balances, remember I talked about, they all work together, as well as an irregular immune system. Uh, immunity is very interesting. And, you know, cortisol, which when we talk about stress, that actually has a direct um, reaction or relationship over both the immune system and the inflammatory system. All of these things can take down your thyroid. So now we kind of got through what is thyroid. Uh, we talked about hypothyroid, the prevalence, and how easy it is, you know, all the factors that can bring it down. In the next episode, what we're going to do is we're going to take a breather right now, but we're going to come back with you and we're going to talk about how to properly assess thyroid. We've got a lot of different options from going to the doctor and getting a complete thyroid panel. We'll talk about a basal body temperature. Then we're going to talk about cofactors and complementary te uh, testing that actually play a huge role. So uh, thank you for tuning in again. I look forward to speaking to you shortly on the next episode of Proper Assessment uh, for the Thyroid Conversation, uh, Episode 3. Have a great day. Rob Kress here at Root Pharmacist Radio.